Hi. In the last two weeks, our screens have been filled with footage of people protesting racial injustice, with pictures of people filling beaches and parks, and with debate about political figures and their behaviour. Underneath all of those stories is a longing and a need for freedom, and a recognition that our freedoms are somehow interlinked. Today, I want to talk to you about your freedom and how God wants to use your freedom to free others. In the past few weeks, we've been looking at the story of Joseph, a character in the Old Testament in Genesis, and he is a man who has been sold by his brothers into slavery and has been wrongly imprisoned in Egypt. And we're picking up the story today in chapter 41 of Genesis, when the pharaoh, the leader in Egypt, has had troubling dreams and he is asking his household to help him to interpret their meaning. Then the chief cupbearer said to Pharaoh, today I'm reminded of my shortcomings. Pharaoh was once angry with his servants and he imprisoned me and the chief baker in the house of the captain of the guard. Each of us had a dream the same night and each dream had a meaning of its own. Now a young Hebrew was there with us, a servant of the captain of the guard. We told him our dreams and he interpreted them for us, giving each man the interpretation of his dream. And things turned out exactly as he interpreted them to us. I was restored to my position and the other man was impaled. So Pharaoh sent for Joseph and he was quickly brought from the dungeon. When he had shaved and changed his clothes, he came before Pharaoh. Pharaoh said to Joseph, I had a dream and no one can interpret it, but I have heard it said of you that when you hear a dream, you can interpret it. I cannot do it, Joseph replied to Pharaoh, but God will give Pharaoh the answer he desires. Then Pharaoh said to Joseph, in my dream, I was standing on the bank of the Nile when out of the river there came up seven fat cows, fat and sleek, and they grazed among the reeds. After them, seven other cows came up, scrawny and very ugly and lean. I had never seen such ugly cows in all the land of Egypt. The lean, ugly cows ate up the seven fat cows that came first. But even after they ate them, no one could tell that they had done so. They just looked as ugly as before. Then I woke up. In my dream, I saw seven heads of grain, full and good, growing on a single stalk. After them, seven other heads sprouted, withered and thin and scorched by the east wind. The thin heads of grain swallowed up the seven good heads. I told this to the magicians, but none of them could explain it to me. Then Joseph said to Pharaoh, the dreams of Pharaoh are one and the same. God has revealed to Pharaoh what he is about to do. The seven good cows are seven years and the seven good heads of grain are seven years. It is one and the same dream. The seven lean, ugly cows that came up afterward are seven years and so are the seven worthless heads of grain scorched by the east wind. They are seven years of famine. It is just as I said to Pharaoh, God has shown Pharaoh what he is about to do. Seven years of great abundance are coming throughout the land of Egypt, but seven years of famine will follow them. Then all the abundance in Egypt will be forgotten and the famine will ravage the land. The abundance in the land will not be remembered because the famine that follows it will be so severe. The reason the dream was given to Pharaoh in two forms is that the matter has been firmly decided by God and God will do it soon. As we think about freedom and what it means for us to be free and set others free, the first thing we can learn from this text is that Joseph is not set by, free by Pharaoh, he is set free by God. Pharaoh is considered a god in his culture, but Joseph's first words to him are, I cannot do this, but God will, pointing not to Pharaoh, but to God. Joseph's response 
challenges Pharaoh straight away. Joseph knows what Pharaoh is capable of. He predicted what would happen to the baker. Joseph in that moment is still a prisoner, but he speaks freely because he has himself been freed by God. Further evidence of this comes in later chapters as Joseph forgives his brothers. He is not bound to his past. He doesn't even at this point point across the room to the cupbearer and say, Oi, you, you sold me down the line for two years. And he doesn't even out Potiphar's wife. He's a man who is free, free from his past, but also standing free even though he's a prisoner before Pharaoh. One of the Jewish commentators on this text says that this is the greatest transition in literary history where Joseph goes from prisoner to prime minister in a matter of moments. When we hear those words as Christians, we think actually, no, the greatest transition in literary history, in fact, in all of history, is when Jesus goes from the cross, a place of isolation and shame, to the grave and then to the resurrected body of Christ. Jesus is resurrected into glory and that is the greatest transition in history. And when we remember that as Christians, we know that by grace, through faith, we ourselves have gone from being slaves to sin to being daughters and sons of the King. We, as Christians, are not freed by any measure of the government, but freed by God. Joseph is free before Pharaoh. Do you know what it means to be free before everyone? Do you know what it means to be freed by God? The second thing we can learn from this text is that set free by God, Joseph sets God free into the conversation. Now that sounds like a slightly odd thing to say, God isn't chained by anything, but Joseph knows that the source of his freedom is God and he sets God free into the conversation by saying, I cannot, but God will. God is given permission to act in that conversation by being named by Joseph. If Joseph hadn't named him, then he wouldn't have been in the conversation. Joseph says, I cannot, but God will. Faced with a problem, he doesn't bring his competence. He brings God. A few years ago, I had to take a funeral of a man who I'd never met and I wasn't going to be able to meet his family or his friends before the funeral. And speaking to the funeral director on the phone, I said, I'm going to have to pray to know what to say at the funeral. The funeral director himself wasn't a Christian, so he muttered some benign and hopeful words down the other end of the line. Half an hour later, I found myself singing the song, He Ain't Heavy, He's My Brother. And I asked God whether that was just by chance or it was something that he was using to get my attention. Then read the lyrics and realised that it spoke of um, us being strong enough to carry um, and brothers being strong enough to carry. And, and, and then I realised that actually Jesus is the brother who carries us through death. So I prepared this talk that included a reference to this song and said ultimately um, where we cannot carry brothers, uh, uh, God in Jesus is the brother who can carry us through death. But we need to respond to him to allow him to do this. What I didn't know, but God knew, was that the deceased would arrive at the funeral and then be carried in the coffin by his brothers to the front of the crematorium. 
there were men weeping in the church as he arrived at the front in the coffin. And then I got to speak into that environment, what it means for Jesus to be the brother who can carry us through death if he will let us. God was set free into that funeral because I said I cannot, but God will. God longs to be set free in the conversations that we are having at the moment, whether that's inviting people to Alpha or talking about what it means for us to emerge from lockdown or dealing with the problems that we face at work, in our families or in our neighbourhoods. Will you set God free into those conversations by saying, I cannot, but God can and will? When God gets into the conversation, he then starts setting others free. And that's what we can see elsewhere in the chapter. It's the third thing we can learn. When God gets into the conversation, he starts setting others free. Pharaoh, who's considered a God by the end of the chapter, is saying, can we find anyone else like this one, Joseph, in whom there is the spirit of God? He is looking for God in a way that he's never looked for God before. People are negotiating famine through collective self-control. There's no hint of the selfishness that led to the panic buying of toilet rolls a matter of months ago. Foreigners are coming not to launch war, but to buy grain in peace. Humanity is working together in concert. Extraordinary things happen when God gets into the conversation. I think of a time a few years ago when David Druitt, a member of BNA, phoned Wayne Massey and said, I've been reading the Bible in one year and I believe that God is calling me to participate in the eradication of modern day slavery. Wayne told this to me and I thought, well, how's he going to do that working in the power industry? A year later, we found that the, a multi-billion pound supply chain that David was involved with had, um, had been eradicated. They, they, they together had eradicated Monday slavery from that, sla from that supply chain and that they'd drawn up a charter um, in the industry for other companies to sign up to um, that would involve other companies doing the same and that those companies that actually were employing modern day slaves were going to be worked with in order to change that around so that there was fair employment we don't know whether there are years of famine or plenty ahead. But when, like David drew it, we know that we're set free and we set God free into the conversation, we can see God setting others free and God doing extraordinary things. God has ways and plans to change this world that we cannot see and we will only discover if we, the people who are set free by him, set him free in the conversations we are having. As lockdown loosens, your freedom in God can set other people free. God wants us to emerge knowing that we find our freedom not in any measure set by any government, but in him. And he wants us to be willing to say, I cannot, but God will.